Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 93 of the Retire with, with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And today we're talking about socially responsible investing. What does that mean? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting topic, but it's been a, a buzzword as of late, hasn't it? Sure has. Also, in a, also known as ESG. Yep, ESG. Environment. Social, social governance. governance. Yeah. yeah. So this has gained popularity because uh, people want to invest uh, with their conscience or with their morals or with their beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. So this has been a new class of investing that has come out where now there are investment companies that will uh, screen for those things that, that are uh, big issues for people and uh, people have concerns with. Yeah, I used to, you know, 20 years ago, think about this. Basically, there's one company, maybe two companies who mm -hmm. had in investment solutions, or maybe a company had just one fund dedicated to it. Right. Um, but since then, it's really exploded. But I used to also think about it more religious, like, mm -hmm. a, like a more like, hey, I'm Catholic, I want to invest with my Catholic values or yeah. my Christian values. But it's kind of changed since then, hasn't it? It's interesting because when I used to hear about it years ago too, I would occasionally have the opposite thought where this is for people who just want to save the planet, right? Yeah. People who want to <laughs> ban guns, right? Uh -huh. uh, but it, but the reality is, is it's not, uh, it really can fit neatly in, in either of those categories, right? Because it's not all about you know, we want to save the environment, right? Be even though that's important to some people, but others it's, we don't want companies that invest in alcohol or tobacco or, you know, pollute the planet, right? Whatever it is, there can be, can align with, like you said, religious values really well and easily. Yep. And also, you know, social, uh, social governance, right? That kind of, that word kind of goes together as well. Like we want to invest with companies mm -hmm. who treat their employees, right? Mm -hmm. Who, um, who, uh, you know, have good benefits to their employees, mm -hmm. um, companies that have good corporate structures. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about um, sweatshops and stuff like that. Yeah. These companies would not make it into an ESG fund. Right. Yeah. So these ESG uh, investment companies will go and screen screen that out and they'll screen out the companies that have, have uh, a bad reputation for using child labor in other countries and mm -hmm. things like that. And it's really hard though, because where do you draw the line? Mm -hmm. Right? Like you could say, well, Nike has been accused of bad things overseas with mm -hmm. their labor practice. Uh, well, the University of Michigan has a Nike contract, mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, obviously we're not investing in the university, but um, you know, the, what if Peak Wealth Management had a Nike contract, right? Like mm -hmm. now we can't do business, you know, where are you going to draw the line? Yeah. And that's, that's something that people think a lot about, right? Is that you shouldn't let your, your morals, right, get in the way or your beliefs get in the way of investing, right? Because investing is you need to make as much as you can. It's about business, right? If these companies think that doing that helps them become more profitable, then that's okay. So I think that's uh, a line that some people uh, believe is out there, right? And that you don't cross and other people say it's... But I think more, more so it's all meshed together, right? Yeah. It's all melting together. We'd say, well, hey, look, uh, if I have this contaminant, I'm not going to go dump it in the lake. Mm -hmm. It's not the right thing to do. Right. And we can still be profitable. We can still make money and our shareholders can still 
receive the dividend and have corporate earnings growth mm -hmm. without the pollution. Right? Yeah, and I think early on that was maybe a negative with the socially responsible investing is that it was very much perceived that you couldn't achieve the same type of return or results, the profitability, right? It was way more expensive for companies to do these uh, dispose of waste or, you know, take care of the planet in a responsible way that was cost effective. But I think that's another thing that's probably changed over the years. Right, so what's interesting is that the leader in this ESG, I should say the leading industry in the ESG revolution mm -hmm. are the big tech companies, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have pollution, right? And they don't, a lot of them, they don't, they don't even have a lot of labor. Like, well, Apple has labor in China, but like, I don't mm -hmm. think Google does. Right? I don't think Facebook does, and they're engineers, right. right? Most of the time. So some of these problems that legacy companies run into, they don't have. But they're also on the leading edge, like socially, right? They're with uh, you know equal rights. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always championing those types of things. Well, it turns out that the tech companies have been on quite the run in the stock market. Mm -hmm. So if you're an ESG investor, mm -hmm. you've been rewarded for being overweight to some of these clean companies, right? You don't have mm -hmm. Exxon. Right. And by the way, Exxon's been terrible. Right. Right, like Apple's up 50% and, and Exxon's down 50%. Well, yeah. ESG wins. Right. right. But who knows how long they'll last. True. And this is not a recommendation for any company, full disclosure, mm -hmm. just general conversation. Yeah, but it has been interesting to, to look at the performance data as of late, uh, because like you said, a lot of the, uh, I mean, a lot of the companies that get screened out can be highly profitable companies. I know you mentioned, you know, Exxon is one that has struggled recently, but there's a lot of really profitable companies that, you know, Nike is another one, right, that maybe wouldn't pass some of the screens, but, uh, Recently, the ESG has done quite well, and it's been really interesting to see a lot of the, those tech companies lead them uh, to really good returns. So we can make money if, mm -hmm. you know, investing with a conscience, right? We have an emotional benefit, mm -hmm. okay? And maybe some years uh, you do better, maybe some years you do worse, but yeah. now there's no clear-cut winner, but it does make you feel better. Yeah. That is true, and I read I did I read a couple things on it recently, and it's uh, any any outperformance over ESG versus regular. So a lot of times it's statistically insignificant. You know, this year is one where uh, ESG has been doing better, but it's um, it's not a it's not you're not sacrificing your future by by doing it if mm -hmm. if that's your uh, conscience, like you said. Yeah. Now I remember there's a fund which may or may not still be around called the Vice Fund, kind of the opposite <laughs> of ESG. Yeah. It was like invested in alcohol, tobacco, right. firearms, gambling, gambling, <laughs> yeah, casinos. Yeah. So I always thought that was kind of interesting that yeah. they market it that way. Right. And uh, I don't know how it's done, but it's quite an interesting concept, <laughs> right? Kind of like in your face to the ESG people. Right. Right. <laughs> Theoretically recession-proof, I guess, maybe, huh? <laughs> but what also is interesting is that we've had a lot more people asking for the ESG. Yep. Maybe they didn't know that it was available. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're just now uh, understanding that these things, these vehicles are out there for them. But we had more people asking for it. Mm -hmm. And the companies, the investment companies, are providing more and more access. Yep. Right. So as I mentioned in the lead, you know, maybe 20 years ago there was one or two companies that have this dedication, but now there's several, mm -hmm. and all the big mega players are offering a suite of ESG funds as well. Mm -hmm. So there's no lack of supply. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think they're doing this because they see demand. Yeah, there definitely is demand. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest changes I think over the last years is it's not just one fund here, one fund there. It's there's a lot of big players that are really putting a lot of effort into to building really nice portfolios. Okay, that fit the ESG model. So if you are interested in learning more about ESG or making it part or all of your portfolio, we have plenty of solutions for you. If you have a portfolio over $500,000, we'd love to give you a second opinion. You can log into peakwm.com to schedule an appointment. And we'll look forward to seeing you on episode 94, coming soon. You've been listening to certified financial planner, Nick Hopwood, and accredited investment fiduciary, Jim Pilot, on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.